0: hello and welcome or welcome back to another episode of below the dot podcast where we recap and discuss a new episode of the the next generation Every Throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am one of your hosts, Terry McGregor. I am your other host, Chris Sharp. Welcome back. Welcome. And today, I thought we
1: recapping... you were going to sing Welcome Back by Mace and you didn't.
0: I should have. Almost, though. Um, but... Yes, friends, welcome. Uh, we are covering or recapping, rather, season two, episode 14, titled Careless Whisper. But before we get into our usual trivia for terry we are going to provide a quick trigger warning as today's episode covers some sensitive topics
1: yes as you guys have heard me say several times before degrassi stays going there which means (laughs) that we will absolutely be covering and discussing some sensitive subjects in this episode specifically several of the students express sentiments and statements which are of homophobia um, so I just want you to please be mindful to take care of yourself as we move forward if you're watching along with us or just hearing us discuss it, covering this topic throughout the us covering this topic throughout the episode. Of course, we're not going to include any sound clips of the from the episode which include the homophobia, but we recognize that discussing sensitive subjects and topics can still serve as a trigger. So take care, wonderful listeners
0: hmm. So now, my friends, as discussed previously, we are going to get into some trivia for Terry and I hope I get them both too.
1: <laughs> I think you're going to get it. All right. First, what is the name of Paige's older brother? Oh, Dylan. Very good. Which team is Kendra on during this episode? <laughs> I love the fact that it's specifically this episode. Did she
0: say that she I think it's hockey.
1: Mm. so she usually plays hockey but this episode (gasps) she had soccer practice oh she might actually she might be because my note basically said later like i'm sorry she was playing field hockey floor hockey and now it's soccer let me go (laughs) find it
0: because i do remember her pointing to a
1: schedule that he made yes you know she might she might she might be on both because my note says kendra's in a great mood after soccer practice i'm sorry she's on the hockey team and soccer team so you know what it I'm going to give you that because it's both it's hockey and soccer. Wow. I win, friends. <laughs> there you go. All right. Do you have any Terry's tidbits? I
0: do. I have a... No, actually, I have two tidbits. Uh, one that I will get into a little bit further into the episode. But basically, um, I realized that this episode is a callback to the episode I watched of Degrassi Junior High where Snake finds out that his brother is gay. Uh. Um, so there are scenes that we'll get into where snake is actually like the teacher in this role now, and he's correcting children's behavior Mm -hmm. with their attitudes towards homophobia. And, in Degrassi junior high, it was him and his friends that were actually being corrected by their teacher. So Mm -hmm.
1: I appreciate
0: them for continuing that, um, and letting snake kind of redeem himself and show that he is very accepting now. So we'll get into that a little bit later, but the funnier one of the tidbits is I need everybody to visit. Dr. Oh Sally. yeah. <laughs> Dr Sally.net as featured in this um this episode. And I need y'all listeners, if you are loyal, to send a screenshot to us on Instagram or write in the comments for this episode what you saw when you went to drsally.net. You don't mm-hmm. win anything for it, but it's a great surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes. Um, that is all I have for today. So we will get into the episode as soon as <laughs> Chris is finished I just, eating.
1: <laughs> I just know this microphone is too good for it to not be picked up on. So sorry, guys. I'm hungry. I, I'm so I tried hungry. to cover it up, but i like, oh I got nothing else for you today, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So our opening scene in A plot, which I noticed somewhere in here, it is a very long A plot introduction before they actually cut to the the opening credits. So that was just interesting.
0: I realized that too, because when I did plot A, I said, this is Marco and Ellie. And I said, plot B was Dr. Sally by herself. And that's not the
1: case at all. (laughs) Not at all. All right. So in our opening scene, the great nines are outside playing basketball shirts versus skins. The camera focuses on Marco, who's presumably staring at Sean. I don't think it's ever, like, I don't think we ever hear again whether or not Marco had any, like, curiosity or thoughts about Sean. But I do think it's unfair to assume that he likes guys just because he's looking at one who doesn't have a shirt on. Like... Right. And they're playing
0: basketball. Like, you're playing a sport. It's
1: not random. Like, we know how they feel about gay people by this point. And so as, I think as someone who currently hasn't, I don't know if he, at this point in time, knows that he's gay in this scene mm-hmm. or has fully like embraced that part of his identity. However, it's just kind of like, I know that people who have things in which they're not comfortable with are good at covering it. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like we know that Marco either A, doesn't know that he's gay or B, doesn't like, it hasn't enti- entirely embraced that. So I don't think he's going to be staring at you like that, Sean. Like, Yeah. More so versus like comparing your own body to others. The same way that in a later season, we see JT compare himself to another person. And he's actually looking at that person's penis. Mm. Like, he's like, <laughs> um, hmm, things are a little different here. Um, so just because you look at someone else doesn't necessarily mean that you're looking at them and like licking your lips. But that is how they interpret it as sometimes people do Um.
0: you know what's funny about that too is this kind of goes back to what episode where Craig steals the car because remember Sean makes a comment because Marco says something and then he's like Mm -hmm. oh like are you gonna kiss us and then Marco tells him to like shut up so Uh. this is on brand for Sean's character too at least like he's always going to be the one to kind of um, kind of poke at someone's sexuality just based on something they say or I guess just by looking at someone you're playing a game with for whatever reason so that's um, a storyline that we see or like a character thing that we see for him moving down the line uh-huh. so that's interesting and again they're literally playing basketball one team is like the opposite team is shirtless so I mean you're gonna have to look at your opponent to see what they're doing
1: what was I thinking? God, I was stuck. I had a thought in my mind, but oh, well, it's lost. So, yes, I agree with all of that. Um, unfortunately, Marco comparing himself to Sean or whatever the hell that is um, results in Sean hurling a homophobic slur at him and, and the basketball at Marco to call out his behavior to the group. Spinner suggests that Jimmy slash Marco should take their, off their shirts off and he and Sean play with their shirts on. Marco uses this as an opportunity to assert his masculinity and try to, like, prove himself to the group, which, you know, okay. Um, Later that morning, Ellie is seeking validation from Marco when he casually avoids his interaction by running to catch up with Jimmy and his little friends. And I wrote, wait a minute, when did the shimmy rivalry end? Like especially because it just makes me feel like i don't know some of these are these storylines are filmed out of order because Mm -hmm. i did just watch an episode late which was aired later in the season where it's kind of like are you guys going to be friends again so i feel like jimmy and sean are pretty cool in this episode but then later it's kind of brought to the attention that they're not friends which is also interesting
0: that is interesting, too, because, again, going back to the episode where they stole the car, he didn't go to Craig's house because Sean was there. And that was only, like, a four or five episodes again ago, maybe. So that's interesting. And because we always talk about the fact that the N aired these episodes out of order. So I'm wondering how they're necessarily or, like, how they're aired on these streaming services, like, how that differs. Because that is weird. I feel like I noticed something this episode, too, that was off but I can't think of it. So maybe it'll come to me later, but
1: yeah. All right. Where are we? Um, later that more. Nope. We already read that one. I just thought <laughs> anything. Um, Ashley and Ellie briefly discuss how Ellie wants more from Marco romantically. Um, great news. Dr. Sally's back as discussed earlier for continued education and sexual health. Um, he mentions, I think he is Mr. Armstrong mentions the subjects they're going to cover with Dr. Sally. And he needs to redirect Spinner for making a derogatory joke equating HIV to being gay, which um, I'm I'm unsure of. I imagine that the demographics of the people that are listening to the show and the ones who watch it remember the time when HIV was once called the grid, which which Mm. really just kind of brings me to just the way they do monkeypox now. Look, wow, full circle. Yeah, I'll be trying. It's like, why do we keep making these same mistakes? But anyway, anyway, the point is that that's not acceptable, but this is where this, I mean, there are a lot of deep-rooted issues and to lead Jimmy Spinner into saying something problematic like that and not having more information. Um, yeah, I it? noticed. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I noticed the, um, like,
0: Who says I think Mr. Simpson says something about being gay positive and like again going back to that episode I watched of Degrassi Junior High like that did not exist then. So the fact that they were like introducing these new or like tackling the subject differently and like growing with it even though it is still very at that point far behind for Spinner to still have that ideology about it. But yeah interesting to see again Degrassi tackling it as time goes on.
1: Yeah, I do want to say that because I was the same age as them during this time period, I distinctly remember the education being that it's like anyone can get HIV, Mm -hmm. especially because as I was talking to my mom, it's like, I remember, I think it was a little white boy, Ryan White or something. I don't know, a little white boy from Indiana, I think, who caught HIV, perhaps maybe from like a blood transfusion or maybe, I don't know. I have no idea. The point is that it's like, yeah, we used to just stick it with the gays and then that little white boy got it and we were like, oh, no, now we care and anyone can get it. Um, so but I distinctly remember that being part of the core curriculum for sexual health education. So but of course, I think that I grew up in a more obviously liberal area. Mm-hmm. That providing that difference. education. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, you know, fairies information that everyone has access to, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I did say, if you remember from earlier episodes, Terry, you, shared about Mr. Simpson's brother who came out to his parents and was shunned, never to be seen of again.
0: Literally. Derogatory jokes are not acceptable ever. Intolerance comes from ignorance, so it's good you're seeing Dr. Sally in health today.
1: I said it was Mr. Armstrong earlier, but it was Mr. Simpson. And Mr. Simpson was not having spinner shit for day, and I'm here. I'm here for it.
0: Yes, look at Mr. Simpson again, being woke and open to this conversation because he knows that kids are ignorant, like he used to be ignorant,
1: Mhm, yep, but yeah, which is good to see that growth, I think because mm-hmm. especially now, people love to dig back in tweets and look at literal children on the internet, and literal children say things that are stupid and offensive when they don't have the information, Mhm. Not excusing little children for whatever they say, but I mean, like, if no one's taught you, how can you know, especially if you are an actual child, I'm mm-hmm. not giving an actual adult excuses for using that. Cause it's like, as an adult, you need to realize what you don't know and take a, upon an initiative to try to learn. But like, as a child, that's fair. And look, spinner, look at snake growing. So right, agreed. Anyway, Dr. Sally speaking to the students, and many of them are visibly uncomfortable each time Dr. Sally mentions same-sex relationships. They end up discussing with Dr. Sally the cause behind why some people are gay. Paige mentions her older brother, who we know to be Dylan in the future, is gay, and he has known his entire life. It's interesting that Paige Paige and Spinner are also together while she has an entirely gay brother, but he's, like, super homophobic. Me, personally, I refuse to date people who are homophobic, and personally, because that's just gross. And I don't have a gay brother, but I mean, y'all love to excuse problematic behavior. Yeah, I had the same thought because a little bit further
0: into the episode, it's just like Spinner is so insensitive. And like, you hear Paige literally open up and tell everyone that her brother's gay. And he still makes the jokes after this class is over. So just way too ignorant for me. And I mean, it's on and off with Spinner and Paige all the time, too. It's like, one day they're friends the next two episodes are like interested in each other we never really get a decent story but even for them to be friends and for him to be homophobic it wouldn't fly with me actively
1: yeah i, I like i think spinner is a well like a pretty well flushed out character who has so much character growth and development that we get to mm-hmm. see through so many seasons so i do really like that for him i don't like where he is today but I like how he does grow, adapt, and change and become a different person as we do. So it's like we saw – if you watch DJH, you saw how Snake grew and changed mm-hmm. and you can see how Spinner grows and changes, which is really the point. You know, you don't know what you don't know. And if you can be educated and do better, more power to you.
0: Yeah. And have enough knowledge to correct people that come after you right. too is important, just like Mr. Simpson mm-hmm. did.
1: And then I, also Spinner does – I actually said maybe in an older episode, or I may have tweeted about it or something. I was like, Yeah, and then like the homophobia comes back later. But actually, what ended up happening was someone used a homophobic slur against Marco, and Spinner was like, Nah, that's foul. I don't know what that is, but that's a problem. And you took it too far. So, love that for him. Love growth. But we're not there yet. Right now, Spinner's homophobic. Problematic um but mostly dr sally gives pretty diplomatic responses that identify herself as like an alley but not really shaming students for homophobic leaning questions or responses which might make it difficult for them to act like if you if you're feeling bad for asking questions it's gonna you're gonna be embarrassed to ask so um but i think the purpose of the conversation was kind of bring the viewers awareness to the talking points surrounding being gay but to like also focus on how this conversation and discourse impacted marco because the camera kind of zooms in on his face Mm -hmm. i said i made the
0: note too and you mentioned it i'm glad that dr sally comes back or like has a reoccurring role on this show because it's realistic that there's going to be new stuff like we're saying to learn every year but also um mr simpson made a comment about her being like frank and informative and it's like that's what you need because nine times out of ten. 10 these kids are cracking up during your lessons but they're gonna remember what you said because it's so like jarring to them at that age um
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I just think that's important for everyone honestly like I don't I maybe I had like help class for something, in eighth grade I don't think I ever took another one probably would have benefited from having it throughout high school every year because again shit comes up and you're gonna be too embarrassed to ask somebody but Maybe you're not going to be too embarrassed to ask when the conversation is happening and, like, you're forced into it. Like, not necessarily forced, but, you know, entered into the conversation.
1: I will say that that shit really does stick with you because I am of a different stance as of today, but I do distinctly remember one of my health teachers in, like, middle school absolutely said, there are only two sexes. That's just it. Ain't -hmm. no in between. Ain't no other. Ain't no if, that, or the third it's male and it's female. There's nothing else. And especially at a time when it's like, you are not really understanding the difference at that, at that age where you're not, I'm not really understanding the difference between sex and gender as it is, but even so that's still not applicable, but right. that's basically where he was going with that comment is based is he's, he, I remember he used the word sex, but the implication was gender as well. Still not incorrect either way, or it's still not correct either way, but mm-hmm. like, I should stick with you. And I never forgot that shit in spite of the fact that I clearly had to grow to adapt to figure that out, that that was incorrect. But so what you say to these kids in process is very impressionable. Yeah, absolutely. That's like, uh, in the me- in
0: mean girls when we're like, don't have sex. You don't get pregnant and
1: die. Yes. Don't have sex in the missionary position. Don't have a Just Don't do it. Okay. And there you go. I never forgot that. So you're right. You're right. <laughs> all right where are we so that was a really long a plot intro so in this case you were wondering b plot um is uh <laughs> the great sevens toby's outside of kendra's class kissing the window and it's really okay. disgusting and i am secondhand embarrassed um they were so set on making his
0: character thirsty like the minute he found a girlfriend and someone he was interested in they were like Toby's gonna go full force into it, which you would expect for what we know of his character. But wow, like they did not let up. Like that's how
1: we're introduced Toby, to this relationship. Toby deserved better, but um. Know, huh? Kendra,
0: tell your boyfriend the class time is my time, not his.
1: <laughs> Kendra's embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I think we're all embarrassed. So let's go back to the A plot. <laughs> uh, why does Dr. Sally come to Dr. Mr. Armstrong's class? Like why just his? Isn't that is that not math? But anyway. Or, you know, he also teaches PE. He teaches so a gym kids. or math child at this point. What is she coming to? Oh my God. Anyway, he suggests that the youth group for gay and lesbian youth to close. Oh, she so like tells him about the gay and lesbian youth group. And Ellie approaches mm-hmm. Dr. Sally to ask about her relationship issues. And I have no idea why she sought help from Dr. Sally, but, you know, here we are. Look, I was like, especially because she
0: was new here. And that's why Mr. Simpson had to explain who Dr. Sally was. But it's just funny that she went to to her for dating advice like it's very innocent of her but like literally in the background marco was writing down the website for the lbgtq Mm -hmm. like resource website so it's just like if you would have just stuck around for a second and like didn't ask dr sally anything you might have figured your what was going on out a little bit sooner but you know i mean
1: dr sally's there to help so good for her for asking somebody Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right so, as Marco leaves the classroom, Spinner refers to him as Marcy and Marco finally expresses that he's had enough of their jokes. Shut up, okay? To reinforce his stance, he then uses a slur to convince them that he's not gay in return, which whatever. Anyway. <laughs> right. I don't I always always don't like the idea or the implication that people who are homophobic are secretly gay because it's like mm, Some people are in the closet and they're quiet. Some people are in the closet and they're loud or Mm what it is. But Mm. I don't know. I don't like it. But anyway, that's what he does. I feel that. Toby is gazing into Kendra's eyes, lying at her about the color of her eyes. She's like, oh, it's part of green. And JT is like, y'all, I'm sitting here and y'all are doing a lot. He leaves and this inspires Toby to join Kendra on the same side of the bench. And Kendra Mm. asks him, you need to chill out. And he's not catching the hint. Kendra gets fed up and leaves a confused Toby because you're not listening.
0: Look, fam, this is the thing, too. I don't know if you do this. Do you sit next to your partner when you go out to eat somewhere? Oh,
1: God, no, absolutely not.
0: It's such a thing here. So when I moved here, I would go to restaurants. We'd go to restaurants together and we'd be like, why is everybody sitting next to their partner? Like, it's such a thing here um, that I can't even lie. Like, we do it sometimes randomly, but I just think it's more to be funny than anything else. So, yeah, Toby's. it's just like, they do it for Toby to show that he's being like clingy. So it's funny that it like people really sit next to their partners when they eat dinner. Like, I thought you were supposed to sit across from people. So you got like have a conversation, but no, people do it here all the time. And then that's so gross. It's so bizarre. I also made the note that pretty much what you said, that early relationships are so cringe and it made me like think back to the beginning of my relationship. And
1: I I know I, you were dramatic on Twitter.
0: Embarrassing. So embarrassing.
1: Let me resurface your old tweets. They're problematic. They're just embarrassing. They're just embarrassing. Yeah.
0: But yeah, this is what I felt watching this whole thing. It was just like, this is the epitome of relationships.
1: Right. All right, so Marco stays after class to use the computer and look up information about being gay. Um, he saved Do- Dr. Sally's information. Hold, please. All right, so uh, Marco's on the computer looking up information about being gay. Um, and things get intense. Like, it's you're kind of scared for him. or I mean, like, if I hadn't seen this, I would be. Because Spinner and Jimmy return to the room so they can walk with Marco after school. And they almost see the computer screen. But fortunately, he gets out of the window and they don't see it. Um, Later, he's eating gummy worms with Ellie. Don't know why that was relevant, but I included it. And Ellie tells Marco that she wants to be more than just friends with him. They decide to go on a date that evening. During the date, Ellie tries to hold Marco's hand, but he very slickly ends up sneezing into his hand so he can avoid holding her hand Mm -mm. for the entire, like, for the whole movie. And I I have to say, yeah, that was a smart move. I want to say yeah like that was a good idea that's it all was. it is
0: but to me if I was Ellie I would have had to get up and leave because you're not about to be sneezing in your hand after I was just holding your hand like I would have caught on very quickly and been offended
1: <laughs> I mean also can I just say that that didn't age well oh in this my day god and
0: age, honestly now so y'all hacking and sneezing this is unrelated but I was watching Zoe 101 speaking of which I was literally did literally just hear my dog
1: sneak in the mic
0: i'm sorry um, i'm tired of them. god bless you i was watching Zoe 101 yesterday and it was an episode where who was sick the little brother dustin was sick and he like sneezed and coughed on someone's pillow and i was like this is Ugh. how we ended up where we are today because y'all were doing mm-hmm. shit like this
1: Ugh. i was watching x and my brother had an old video from like 1993 or something i'm like i'm super young sitting on santa claus's lap and i <laughs> coughed in his face and i texted <gasps> my brothers and i said that didn't age well
0: That's hilarious. I'm sure that Santa Claus used to get sneezed
1: on. Oh, my God. All right. So the next day, Ellie snaps at Ashley because she doesn't want to talk about her date with Marco. For whatever reason, Ashley suggests that Marco might not be straight. And this is the second time that someone has tapped into their history with the gay relative and tried to help a friend to see the truth, only to be shut down. Marco's straight. Um, in case you guys forgot, the first time this happened, it was when Paige tried to tell Ashley that <sighs> perhaps her dad might be gay. And then Ashley poured her drink on Paige. Threw milk at her. We did say that it made sense because Paige is usually trying to be mean. So mm-hmm. Ashley, like, that's just not the way to receive it. However, in this case, Ashley was genuine. She, she's all. Her and Ellie have a pretty solid friendship of not doing things that are hurtful, but she wasn't ready to hear it yet. So. That's what I was going to say too is like this relationship is very different like the
0: dynamic is so it was actually coming from a place of like love and like just like understanding and like maybe just having that sense right because I literally made the note that this is the one time people might be able to like listen to Ashley and she'd be right because she again has experienced it but it's not something you want to hear when you just had a date with this person and you're like really trying to pursue them and they honestly don't even know themselves so you can't even put them in that category yet.
1: And and especially there's so much insecurity behind everything where people are just selfish and seeing things the wrong way. I would just say that probably at Ellie's age, the idea is that if you go on a date with someone and then they tell you that they're gay or someone thinks that you're gay, then there's this not accurate assumption or belief that you turned them gay, like something about mm. you made them not like girls anymore. Obviously not true, but let's let's figure out they're in high school so that's that's, a good point that's the kind of things that people are saying when you're in high school and that happens so yeah all right so back to the b plot manny finds toby decorating kendra's locker and he tells her that he's doing this to cheer her up big mistake trust me toby it'll make her feel smothered toby insists that it's going to show kendra that he cares when kendra arrives and proves that manny was right Manny is smiling a big told you so in the background because Manny knows. Didn't this just happen to her like four episodes ago?
0: Honestly.
1: So I just kind of, I cackled at that continuity.
0: Yeah, I had, I made the same note. I was like, if anybody knows what it's like to not have a
1: good reaction to going all out
0: on someone's locker is Manny.
1: Right. Spinner makes another joke about Marco being gay and Jimmy replies... (laughs) You're good for one joke a year and you repeat it over and over and over. Jimmy isn't wrong and actually in a couple of episodes when they go back and forth over their honesty list, that kind of comment comes up again and I laughed at it.
0: Yeah, I we love Jimmy for calling Spinner out because right. Jimmy was kind of problematic in this episode, but he definitely wasn't jumping out the window with it like uh, Spinner was.
1: Right, it's um, like you said it once and that's enough. Okay, Marco, we, we think that you're gay, whatever. Right. Like, I don't have to say it every day. Like, why are you so obsessed with it? You can think Marco is gay and be quiet about it.
0: Yeah. And even when Marco jumped out the window after Dr. Sally's lesson, trying to prove the point that he like wasn't gay, even Jimmy was kind of like, it's okay, Marco, like, it's a joke, because he noticed Mm -hmm. that he was trying to impress them or was doing entirely too much. Um, And that was just out of character. Like, this is Again, all relevant to Spinner's character. This makes sense, but for Marco, yeah. it's very bizarre um behavior, and I think Jimmy noticed that. So I think that's right. why he's also trying to get Spinner to like cool it because he can tell that Marco is feeling away about it.
1: Yeah. I think this, this they have a similar conversation again next season as well, with slurs and all that stuff, but we'll get there when we get there. And um, where are we? Oh, wait. So Marco doesn't care because he's got a girlfriend and he's going to flaunt it. Um, I guess Spinner and Paige aren't official at this point. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, everyone is skeptical of Marco and Ellie being together. We, like, kissed for, like, forever. And you're a bad liar. M- Marco was a horrible liar. Like, mm-hmm. what is, Like I didn't believe that. That was not believable. What?
0: <laughs> for a long
1: time. <laughs> So for our B plot, back to that, um, Toby is being super dramatic because he didn't. He thinks that Kendra is doesn't want to be with him, and anymore. I mean, would you?
0: That was zero to a hundred, Toby. Like, yes, you're being extra, but instead of just listening to what she's saying to you, you're like taking it from "We are together" to "You don't want to be with me anymore." <sighs> How about you just uh, listen? Just listen.
1: Right. Kendra's in a great mood after soccer practice which I said this earlier and the next day at school oh Toby finds her and he's like he's I don't know he tells her my my feelings are hurt. wham next day at school Toby's rearranging his locker to prepare for the inevitable locker what what I don't even know what this means oh Toby is rearranging his locker to prepare for the inevitable. So he thinks that Kendra's about to break up with him. So he's taking down the pictures of Kendra, and Kendra approaches him to tell her to tell him that he's being ridiculous. And she does like him. She likes him, but he was smothering her. Fair, like back up, child. Truthfully, she said it already. How we already been talking about this raggedy ass episode for thirty minutes? I just <laughs> looked at the time too. That is so like, I'm funny. Alright, Marco finds Ellie and he kisses her in front of everyone to prove them wrong. Everyone mm-hmm. cheers him on. Everyone's hanging out at Ashley's house to do the media immersion project. The pizza arrives which shifts the group's focus. Ellie, in case you can, you can hear that. God, I'm <laughs> gonna kick my mom's dogs out. He's digging, he's shaking. Anyway. <laughs> Ellie goes upstairs and she kind of motions to Marco to join her and Marco makes a really shitty excuse to get water and... I didn't know my kitchen was upstairs. Marco pretended he had to go up to get water. I mean, no, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know why you would go upstairs to get water, Marco. That was obvious and a terrible lie. Why did lie. they do that,
0: literally? And why is everybody always going upstairs at Ashley's house? Like, why right? are
1: we letting ourselves upstairs? But <laughs> Spinner did say that Marco's a terrible liar, so he said it earlier. And There better. you go. Upstairs, Allie kisses Marco, but after a moment or two, she realizes that he's not really into it. She asks him if he's not into her or if he's not into girls. Marco admits that he doesn't really know yet. And so she agrees that while he figures it out there, she's going to stay with him. To close the episode, Jimmy and Spinner are impressed with Marco and Ellie's extended bathroom break. Ellie overhears them and helps him to cover. She says that she can't pretend forever, nor can Marco. And she's very supportive in that she says that she'll go with him to the gay youth group, even though Marco isn't ready yet. I really and I just added that I really like Ellie in this moment because she can be very frustrating in the future when she kind of pressures him to be open about his identity. Mm-hmm. But in this moment, like her season two Ellie-ness, she's really great and she's super supportive. And you don't necessarily have to be supportive as in helping someone cover up their their identity or not even cover, because at this point in time he admits he doesn't really know what that is for him. And yeah. that's okay. But She's just really supportive at this time. And I, cause I don't really like season three when she's kind of pressuring him to be open about his identity.
0: Yeah. I, it's interesting I, that she also was the one to mention the, like the meeting that they could go to and kind of not push him into it. But I think that will continue on in the next season. Then it sounds like if she's the one that's like telling him to step out and do these things before he's ready.
1: Right. Right. that's the end of the episode um i don't really have a moral um i said i have no idea i don't (laughs) think this. i I guess the episode was important when it aired Um, like i i personally from my experience which may be limited i don't really remember any openly gay or questioning characters on shows that were directed towards this target targeted audience you Mm -hmm. probably find it on like real world but i wasn't supposed to be watching real world when (laughs) i was 12 so for this target demographic and i don't know when skins was popular uh, but i don't know if it also skins was in the uk so we weren't probably seeing it at this time frame either but either way like, it's a pretty tired topic today because people are robust and deserve more dynamic plot lines than just about, like, them discovering their their sexual identity and being open and honest with that. But I think that in the time period, it was pretty relevant. Mm-hmm. I could be mistaken if anyone else is like, no, on Hannah Montana or on <laughs> Wizards for Waverly Place or on this show, they had this character. Then, by all means, prove me wrong i'm open to it but from my memory and this time it seemed like it was a different type of storyline than what we're accustomed to seeing in shows targeted so i think that i i don't know now perhaps maybe you could have a little add some more stuff to it than just this kind of plot line for the person who's gay Mm -hmm. but you know whatever i don't know what this moral was though that's a good
0: point i was trying to figure out what the moral was as well. I started one, apparently. I said it takes two. I don't know what it takes two to do, but that, that dude, I was like, it see. take. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know. Because, um, you know, like the, it was the episode itself was about two different relationships. But again, informative because Dr. Sally was there and they were introducing, again, Degrassi, at least being more open to gay characters. Um, I just looked up the fact that Skin's aired in 2007 so that was even later than this because this was like 2002 2003 so that's interesting Mm -hmm. um but yes definitely now in 2022 and within the last few years Disney has adopted characters that are gay um and all these other things that they weren't doing back in the day and it's an issue I mean everything's an issue to somebody but um i talked about it before how the proud family had a really good episode where they introduced two dads and i think raven's home more recently introduced um some characters so we've Mm -hmm. come a long way but again for the moral i don't really have much but i second the fact that i really did appreciate ellie for being so supportive and honestly not being turned off by the fact that he if she didn't like approach him about it he was going to try to use her without her consent you know what i mean yeah like use her as a pawn but because she probably talked to ashley and had that conversation she realized and was able to put two things together and she's willing to be supportive because at the end of the day i think she'd rather be friends with marco than not have him in her life at all so i think that's beautiful
1: and they do have such a great friendship just moving forward with them so i like them as friends yeah yeah but I've always said that Degrassi was ahead of its time, even if they weren't always spot on and it didn't necessarily age as well as it could have. It was absolutely ahead of where we were at that point in time. So that's always sure. nice. Yeah, I, think I can that appreciate it. I, I do feel like I learned a lot just from watching their shows, even without them being as preachy as Next Class was.
0: Yeah. And again, they talk about it all the time, how this how Degrassi was like target audience was younger, but also it aired during times where everybody could watch it. So like everyone was invested in this. And again, you're never too old to learn something. So I hope this Mm -hmm. helps some adults at that point in time. Mm
1: -hmm. All right. For my prediction, I said, uh, Kendra's going to ghost Toby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm not shit. If you know, you know, if you don't know, you're going to find out any other questions, comments before we go to next on Degrassi
0: um nope that is all I have my friends
1: next week on Degrassi JT earns two weeks detention when Miss Hasilakos taking care of her pet guinea pigs while doing his job he develops a bond with her over the class guinea pigs which leads to a crush meanwhile Jimmy and Spinner agree to an all honesty pact but are soon at each other's throats I did say this episode was coming and so I'm going to comment on Jimmy's Jimmy's honesty with Spinner next week. (laughs) That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back this time next week.